and we're live. We're live. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Strong Tea. I'm Vicky. I'm Katie. And together we are Strong Tea. And this is a particularly uh, special episode today. We have our guest, Bob, with us, who Katie will introduce shortly. Uh, but firstly, I just want to welcome all our new listeners as well. We've um, we've been inundated with messages and, yeah, welcome and hello to all our new listeners. Um, if you are brand spanking new to the podcast, then you will probably want to know what Strong Tea is all about. So it's myself and Katie and a guest who we invite on, and we talk about topics that can be a little bit tricky to talk about, things that we think people should be learning more and talking more about, and things that some people can consider a little taboo. Um, today's episode fits in nicely with what we do, um, and it's called A Sober Journey with our guest, Bob. So Katie? Oh yes, that's me. Sorry, I keep missing my cue. I'm so in, I'm so entranced with what you're talking about. I'm like, oh, 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 and it's me. I'm, I'm here. I'm in the room. Um, yes, yes, we are here today with uh, Bob. But before we get into Bob's story, I'm going to ask you all what you're drinking today. So, Bob, you're our guest. So, tell us what you are supping on. I'm. Uh, I've got a water in front of me. Um, today, as as I said before, I'm. Uh, I'm trying to off the caffeine at the moment i'm drinking far too much coffee so i'm, I'm watered up do you like it do you like a tea i'm more of a coffee guy to be honest with you uh, what about herbal tea no chance <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing of the health benefits <laughs> absolutely <laughs> not convinced uh vicky what you want today so I've already had my morning coffee, so I'm flagging a little bit, but I've got a, a what is it, chamomile and honey. Nice. Yeah. I'm going to send you to sleep. Fan. Yeah, but it's it's quite soothing. It's, it's yeah, you got me onto that. It was very lovely. Yeah, it is. I've gone outside the box today because. Oh, oh no. Because summer is, is almost upon us. I mean, not really, mm. but almost. And I've gone for an iced tea whoa yeah I know a peach iced tea by Lipton which is black tea peach and apricot so yeah um you know it's no no holes barred here this you are bringing diversity to strong tea Mm -hmm. that's what I'm here for that's what I'm here love it love it yeah um so before we talk about tea for the entire episode I'm going to introduce our guest today and it's the wonderful Bob who I have known I was trying to work this out the other day I think I've probably known Bob for about 14 years maybe and we used to work together many many moons ago um but he has been in and out of my life in the background kicking kicking about um all that time ever since and we've stayed in touch and he is a wonderful human being and I can't thank him enough for coming here today and sharing his story which is super super important um and what we will do is we will add um a trigger warning at the start of this episode um, just to say that we will be talking about um, alcohol, alcoholism, um, and also there will be sort of a slight mention of sort of suicidal thoughts, um, but we're not going to go into too much detail there. So um, without further ado, Bob, welcome. Tell us your story. Thank you. Thank you both for having me. It's um, it's the first time I've done anything like this. I mean, I've, I've, I can speak about my journey till the cows come home. Um, and I do, I do that. I do just that on a on a, on a weekly basis really um when when i get the chance but um but yeah i think i'll just what i'll do is i'll just sort of dive straight into it and sort of go from there and um 
stop me if you've got any questions along the way, I assume. I'm sure uh, we will. We'll start waving <laughs> at you frantically. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll clock you at the corner of my eye. Yeah, it, it sort of, this subject is a, a massively, massively important thing for me in my life um, because of the way that it's, you know, it's coming and it, it, it's still in um, in my life and it, it, it always will be. Um, first off, you know, first and foremost, um, I'll always be in recovery, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Um, so it started for me, um, I've always had a, a, a poor, poor relationship with alcohol, um, going back as far as I can remember, really. Um, and it's, it, it sort of progressively got worse and worse over the years without it being a problem. Um, and the problems started to occur, really, when um when just after I got married I mean that's not a that's not a reflection of marriage <laughs> um but sort of when when I, I started my own business and um uh it the, the responsibilities started to build up you know and that that mindset um of, of of adulthood I suppose um I couldn't really get into it um and I couldn't let go of the past um in terms of you know, what my life used to be like going out on a Friday night and a Saturday night. And all of a sudden that's that stopped. Um and it was a it it was a it was a tough pill to swallow. Um and I can remember, you know, over the years I was I was always the guy, the last guy in the bar. I was always the one that was that was buying people drinks, regardless of how much money I had. Um, you know, I'd be the one props up the bar buying everybody else's drinks just to keep them out um just to keep them um with me really and it it started I, I can remember my first drink I didn't start until I was about 18 it was my 18th birthday that was the first time I really started um going out obviously I've, I've dabbled in my in my younger younger years but it was never a you know a thing drinking um Probably, I could probably count on one hand how many times I'd had a drink before my 18th, actually. Um, so, you know, I, 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 wasn't a, I wasn't born an alcoholic. Some people say, oh, yeah, you're born an alcoholic. I think I morphed into one, um, which, you know, looking back and labelling myself as that, at first I was a bit um, embarrassed, you know, about it, but in the grand scheme of things, I've helped, you know, I've helped quite a few people, um, over the years, um, say years, um, but in my sobriety, um, that's, it almost makes it worthwhile me going through the pain. Do you know what I mean? And being able to help and talk to others about, you know, my, um, my journey. So yeah, just going back to sort of you know around my 18th really, and um, and the years that followed, it was always you know I'd get that fire in the belly, you know what I mean. Even on a Monday, Tuesday, it was well, you know the weekends coming Wednesday, the oh, it's getting closer and closer. But I'd never drink on it. I wouldn't drink throughout the week. Um, but it was uh, it was a it was a troublesome time really. And um, looking back at it now, I, I, I didn't I didn't realise you know how it was coming. Do you know what I mean? I, it, Looking back, it was it, the fire was there. It was always going to come out. There's a bit of a history in my family of alcoholism. Um, one, you know, a couple of people have died from it. Um, 
it's, everyone loves a drink in my family, but it's never been an issue. My close family, you know, brothers, sisters, etc. Um, my dad, he's he's never been a never been a drinker. Um, so that wasn't the reason, you know. I wasn't brought up around it, that, mm-hmm. you know. And, um, you do hear stories of, you know, my dad gave me a drink when I was six because that's the way he, that was his lifestyle, and that was never my that was never my um, my upbringing. Um, and it slowly, slowly progressed. I mean, you know, fast forward into my late twenties, really. Um, you know, when the Thursday drinks started to creep in. And that's how progressive it was. And it, the, when we talk about progressive, um, the progression of this illness, because, it, you know, that's another thing that people don't understand is it's an illness. You know, it's a, it's, it's a disease, an addiction. Um, and it's so accessible. That's the trouble. That's the issue with it. You know, you can access, access this uh, poison, as it, as it were, um, 24-7. You know, you can ring up these days you can dial an uber at, at 5 a.m and i'll drop it off at your doorstep you know what i mean and it's not illegal and that's the worrying thing um and it sort of got to it got to a point with my journey that um i was starting to it was starting to creep in you know me and me and my wife we um we we bought a house and uh and that was sort of an excuse then to sort of start to, you know, I've got my own digs here. I can, I can start to, you know, on a on a Thursday night, I can have a glass of wine. Um, but you know, those people that can put the bottle back, you know, you can have a glass of white wine and stick it back in the fridge. That was never in me ever. Um, I always had to finish it. And if it, if if I wasn't sort of on the level, I'd go out and buy another one drive and buy another one you know and that's the other side of the coin do you know what I mean licenses lives lost um, and not my life either you know what I mean it's anything could happen and it does happen daily um but uh, it's it progress it progressed from there really and and I remember the city it, it became a secret secret love a secret addiction you know I'd go to Sainsbury's and I can picture it now the first time I did it, I was sat on the car park and, um, you know, those little bottles of, of wine, you know, the very small ones, not even a glass, are they? You know, I, th- I thought, you know, I'll get a couple of those. I can neck those on the way back in my car. Um, I'm on the level. No one will know. You know, I'm already I'm already halfway there. I'm ahead of the game here. Um, and it... Uh, it went from there and I remember the moment and I it was dark, it was raining and I, I sat in the in my front seat, in, my, in the driver's seat in my car and I had these two bottles of red wine. And from that moment, because I'd got away with it, I thought, you know, it progressed from there really and uh, whatever I could get my hands on before we went drinking, you know, the pre-drink drinks. Um, Did you... More- did you sorry to interrupt there, but did you did you get a sense at that time when you said it was a secret and you got away with it? Did you feel at that point like it was wrong? Did you or did you just I think, knew it? No, I knew it was wrong. I right. knew it was wrong. And the fact that I knew it was wrong is the most disturbing thing because I was getting away with something. I almost felt naughty. Do you know what I mean? I felt like a kid again, which goes back to that child, you know, that childhood that fire when I say childhood that teenage fire of oh we get into the weekend and that's what it was 
and I'd purposely drive to Sainsbury's um, and once, you know, or, or anywhere, you know, but Sainsbury's is my local. <laughs> Some people have pubs, I have Sainsbury's. Um, but uh, it was it was one of those, I'll go, I'll go and get it. Do you know what I mean? And it was never questioned, why have you got to go and get the, you know, the dinner tonight? Or why have you got to go and get the nappies for the kids? But no one knew that that's what was going on. Do you know what I mean? And I'd come back um, and I'd, even if we weren't drinking, I'd have a few. Do you know what I mean? In the car. Um, and I'd get to a point of, you know, just steady. And I was just there, just on that level again. I, I mentioned the level. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, uh, and that was where it was. That was where my head, I was cool. I was calm. There was nothing really affecting me. You know, it was a bit, sort of hazy life was and um it wasn't until that those two bottles stopped working and stopped doing what I'd gone out to get it to do the desired effect was when it really took off do you know what I mean um and I people talk about why you know and and why why did I do it or why did I go through this and 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 the honest answer is I don't know I, I can't pinpoint anything other than the fact that, you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed getting away with it. You know what I mean? I was like a thief. Um, that buzz of stealing something, not that I condone stealing, <laughs> but uh, that buzz of going, that buzz of getting away with something, that's the best way to describe it. Um, but because it's a progressive illness and because I was doing something that, um, was potentially going to lead to my death, um, which, you know, in reality, I'm not afraid to say that that's where I was heading. Um, the, the, that's the only sort of thing that, that got me through, really. I lost my trailer for then. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a, a rocky time, and that's when the real hard stuff kicked in, when I started to drink the vodka then. And vodka was my drink of choice. Um, when I was full blown, you know, in the madness, because you say you, when you say that you're, uh, you know, you're an alcoholic, you, you know, you're functioning or you're in the madness sort of thing, and um, and that's very much where I was. My head was frazzled. Um, I couldn't get through the the, the the working day without, you know, drinking. Um, and I Is there any clarity of thought there? You know, any any point you know, whilst that was going on, did you, you said you started off and you knew it was wrong. Did you, even as you progressed, did you still have that in the back of your mind thinking I shouldn't be doing this or did you surpass that level? No, I didn't. I, it's it still, it stayed with me right to the end, um, right to the end of my drinking. Um, and it was a, it was a point of, uh, the, the jumping off point is where I got to where, you know, I need to sort this out. But even when I was doing it, you know, I thought I could stop. Um, and that's the key again. You know, I kept telling myself, oh, this is the last one. I'll, you know, I'll do Sunday evening. I'll, tomorrow's a new day, Monday. I'll start Monday and I'll stop. You know, I'll just drink on Fridays. But it had gone past that. It had got past that point. And anyone who tells you otherwise is a liar because that's what I turned into. I was a liar. And I was a, a nasty vindictive manipulative person and that's not me 
Um, what did that narrative change into then? So you said you you told yourself I can stop at any point. What when you said that changed? What did the narrative then turn into? Um, it's a, it's an interesting question. I sort of the, the, because it was so hazy and it was so crazy. Like there was no um, there, there was no narrative. There was no narrative to my actions, um, and the way that I carried on. You know, it was because because that I'd got to that point of, you know, I'd, I'd tell myself that I'd stop, and I thought that I could stop. And this little thing on my shoulder was saying, "You can do this, Rob. Just have one more," you know. And then the other shoulder's saying, "Don't, because if you do this, you're going to lose everything." But that was blocked out. That one, you know, I got pulled over by the police um, once, and I was drunk. Um, and it was late at night and I was drunk, drunk. And um, this was towards the end. You know, there was about, uh, probably about three months before I stopped. Um, and I say stopped like it was an easy choice, but it wasn't. Um, but I got pulled over by the police and they were at, they asked, they were just doing um, sort of questioning, questioning car drivers as to sort of who, uh, if they own the car, basically, and they pulled up alongside me. I mean, you know, that was a, a, a massive, I got back home and I said to the wife, you know, I've, I've got to stop because that was a close call. I'd have lost everything, you know, and um, because it was, it was pre-pandemic. So my sobriety date is the 20th of September, um, 2020, 2020. Yeah, it was after lockdown because lockdown was the lockdown was the killer for me. Um, you know the the whole the whole thing about it was it gives me chills now thinking about it because you know the weather was nice, everyone was drinking, everyone was day drinking, um, and it was accepted, and that was an opportunity for me. But it wasn't an opportunity to enjoy myself. That was an opportunity to get one up on other people. That's how manipulative I was, and, and 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 false, and you know how much of a liar I was. Um, we couldn't go out because you know during lockdown. But my next door neighbour, he um, he's moved now. But he was uh, he used to have drinks delivered, so I text him to drop me some over the fence, you know, into the bush. But Jen wouldn't know my wife name dropped with it. Um, <laughs> But it was um, it was it was bad. It was really bad. And um, as I say, I, I was lucky enough to to continue working through lockdown. You know, I've got my own graphic design business thing that's got you know going on with amongst other things, um, which I'll talk about after. But um, it was it was just it was madness. I don't know how I got through it. To be honest with you. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd be working, I'd be on a Zoom Teams call and there'd be a bottle of vodka behind my screen um, and I'd turn my camera off and swig it, do you know what I mean, and then turn it back on again and I'd miss everything. I'd miss the amends to the work. I'd miss the briefings, if people were talking to me. God knows how, how I got through it, to be honest with you, because I was starting to get red. I was starting to, you know, my eyes were going, I was looking old and all through drink. You know, my skin was dry, and these are the physical effects, but it's the mental effects that that 
that get you in the end, you know. And on the um, the 18th of September, um, like, let's, let's just rewind a little bit. So my mum passed away in set, uh, December the 12th, 2019, and that was the that was a huge catalyst um, for my uh, alcoholism. Um, not from a, you know, a sympathy thing, but from an excuse. You know, my mom's just died. How dare you accuse me of drinking? You know, my mom's just died. Of course I'm drinking tonight. My mom's just died. I'm going out. Do you know what I mean? Um, and it was a... Uh, it, it went from there really. So that from that from that moment, um all the way up to the September was just chaos. It was just carnage. You know, I've got a two year old and a five year old and they, you know, they saw me in some states. And it makes me um sad to think about that now. That, that I hope to God they're young enough to never remember that. Um and I pray to God um that they'll never see me in that state again. Um, because, you know, as we say, it's one day at a time and you can't say I'm staying sober for the rest of my life because you just don't know. Um, but the only thing is, the only thing is that you've got, you know, you've got today. Oh no, I'm not going to drink today. And I don't think about anything else. Mm. I don't think about tomorrow because tomorrow mm. I ain't here and yesterday's gone. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it, I mean, it sounds like you've mentioned children there and, you know, that the extremes that you went to, you know, the bottle of vodka behind the screen and you obviously went to, you, you had horrendous situations, you know, circumstances you found, you know, it got it got bad. How did it affect your relationship with your wife, those people around you, colleagues, you know, you said you were really surprised you, you made it through and, you know, what, what was your relationship like and did anyone actually challenge you on it? My wife challenged me every day, um, you know, uh, to a point where she'd almost given up, um, given up hope and um, all hope really as to sort of whether I'll come through this. Um, and I'd, I'd which, which in turn almost made me give up on myself. Do you know what I mean? And um, oh, I'm going here. And it was, a, it was a tough time. My colleagues, because I work for myself, I found it quite easy to hide, hide mm. away. I work from home in this sauna um, slash. <laughs> not literally a sauna. <laughs> not, not literally a sauna. For those of you not looking at the photo and just listening, he doesn't work in a sauna. <laughs> no. Yeah, oh yeah, it's it's a bit like a sauna. <laughs> it's a lot of wood panelling going on. Nineteen seventies. It's a garden office shed. <laughs> I had I had put in um, during sobriety, so you know, again, I'll talk about that. Remind me to talk about the benefits of sobriety, will you? Because I can often get caught up on um, the shit times. Sorry for swearing. Um, it's it, yeah, so colleagues I haven't got any colleagues I've got clients so there was no real there was no real comeback on them um from them there were times where I'd send work over and it was half done and I thought it was done um you know I'd, these are the nights where I'd be in hotels because I've been kicked out for drinking and I'll go to hotels and drink more take my laptop with me and work from there 
Um, and I thought that was living. Do you know what I mean? I thought this is life. I've got, there's a pool downstairs. There's a bar. There's a restaurant that I can use. Didn't leave the room. Sat in there like a hermit, you know, curtain twitching. Who's that coming across the landing? And that's where, that's, that's, that, that's where my mental health was in the end. You know, if you, you, you talk about drinking as a social thing um, and alcoholism is not social at all. And I don't care who you're talking to. It ain't, it ain't social. If you're in a social situation, you're aggressive. If you're at home, you're a hermit and you're curtain twitching. Um, and that's, you know, from a personal point of view, you know, and that's, that's sort of where that went family-wise. So I had a few sort of interventions. So my brother and my sisters and, and my dad even found out at one point because I went round his house and I said, I'm struggling here. And he just he just went mad at me. And um, it's just a... It was one of those sort of situations, really. Um, it got to a point. It got to a point with um, with friends, friendships. I was pushing everyone away. I was, you know, over WhatsApp groups and stuff. I was being, you know, aggressive, offensive, um, and it was. It just wasn't nice. And. Um, as I say, it, it was my wife that really flagged it, to be honest with you. And it was me that decided, because it's only you that can decide. You know, you can, people can talk to you till they're blue in the face. But unless you're ready to put that bottle down, it's no, it's, it's, it's going nowhere. So on the 18th of September, um, I ended up, uh, we contacted a, a rehab centre, recovery centre in Birmingham. Sorry to, to cut in there, but what what was, when you say on the 18th of September and you contact the recovery, that section of time just before you did that, what was the turning point? What made you go, this is this is it? How, how did that mindset change and what occurred to make things, like you say, you made the decision to put the bottle down? Well, I was sat there working. It was a Saturday and... Um... I was sat at my computer at, the, at my desk in the house at the time, so I didn't have this lovely, you know, building that I've got now. Um, I was I was sat there work, working, and uh, the wife, Jen, I can call her Jen. I've got I've, I've named her already. <laughs> and she came back, and she she instantly knew, and she went through my coats where I'd hide it, and she found all the bottles, and she put them on the side, and she tipped them away. And uh, I turned and I looked at the amount of alcohol that had gone down that drain. Um, my first reaction was anger. Then after a while, I looked at it a bit more and um, and it was like, you know, my God, I was gonna drink that today. You know, we're talking two, three liters of the stuff. You know, it's wow. not shot, it's not a shot of vodka. Um, and it was all on the sink, um, you know, empty bottle. And we had a row and stuff. And instead of walking out, I stayed and faced faced the problem for the first time in ever since my, you know, since this all started. Um, I stayed and I listened and we talked. And I just couldn't, I couldn't see past it. And I just asked for help. Um, I asked, I asked her to help me. I was down on my knees in the end. Um, 
and it was at that point where I knew that it was now or never, you know, um, because I've seen it, you know, family members, as I've discussed, have lost their lives through this disease. Um, and I saw my future and I saw it and I'd lost, uh, in my future, I'd lost my kids, I'd lost my wife. I'd lost my family. My mum had already gone, you know. And I'd lost my friends, my licence, all the material shit that we stress about every day. You know, what trainers to wear, what hat shall I put on? That had all gone. Um, and I remember my brother saying to me, you know, years, well, say years ago, probably about three years ago, you know, alcoholics aren't part bench drinkers. Do you know what I mean? Some alcoholics are high flyers. Some alcoholics have big families. Some alcoholics are pilots. Do you know what I mean? It's that kind of, and that's the point. The point is I'm trying to make is that it doesn't choose. Um, it doesn't choose who it's going to affect and how it's going to, how it's going to affect you and how badly. Some people can function to a degree, but it, it creeps up and the progression that we spoke about is a big, a big thing. Um, but at that point, that day, I'd made the point to call um, and me and Jen rang um, the recovery centre. And I'm, I'm going to name drop them because they were fantastic. New Leaf in Birmingham. Um, and we rang John, who's the... Uh, the manager there and he just said we can get you in tomorrow so this was the Sunday and um, we'll get you in tomorrow and uh, my first reaction was what am I going to tell my clients you know and Jen just said you're going to have no clients if you carry on like this I'm sure they can cope without you for two weeks and I did I just thought sod this let's do it and it was only two weeks I mean two weeks is a long time when you're away from you you your boys and your, your wife and stuff. And um, I walked in there. My, one of my best friends took me up. My brother was going to take me, but um, my friend, had he'd been there for me through all of this. Um, and he continues to be. And he, he offered to take me and he took me up. But you know what? On that morning, Jen was taking the kids to school. Um, I thought I can quickly nip to the shop and I'll get a bottle of vodka before I go in. And that's just insane, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? I'm going to come off the stuff. And my one, my, my thought is I can squeeze an extra bottle in here before he turns up. And he turned up early. I don't know whether that was on purpose or um, it was planned God's way. Um, and we talk about the higher power thing, you know, in, in AA, because I am in AA. I haven't done as much lately as, as I should have done, as I should be doing um, with holidays and, and stuff. But, you know, I'm still in touch and I do do all the right things every day, you know. Um, and they, uh, yeah, so this higher power thing, I lost my train of thought then. Your mind goes off on one, doesn't it? <laughs> That's absolutely um, fine. <laughs> <laughs> You're enthralled. We'll tell you where you were. <laughs> and um, it was it was a point of, you know, having this higher power who who is you know I'm not afraid to say is my mom who sort of 
guides me. And there's no, no way anyone will tell me that she ain't there for me. No way. Because what I've done in sobriety in these 18 months, 19 months tomorrow, is unbelievable, right? I'm not joking you. And this isn't, uh, this isn't bragging rights or anything like that. It's a, it's a fact that how my life has changed. Um, I've got friends who I'd never thought I'd have. Um, through through AA or otherwise, I've got uh, business ventures all over the place, which is just mental. I've got a a business partner who lives in New Jersey, in um, New York, who we talk to. He just rang me now, actually. That's why I was looking at my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and he's he's listened to me and, and all sorts. And I haven't known him that long. It was strange how we met. Um, I've got a gym. I own a gym, which is mental. You know what I mean? It's just crazy, crazy stuff. You know, I've trained as a PT um, to try and sort of help others. And we use that space to to advise and to uh, give, you know, a helping hand to people who are struggling, not only with their weight, but with their mental health. Um, we put talks on, we do meditation sessions, etc., which are amazing. You know, I've never three years ago, if you'd have said to me, you'll be meditating in a gym um, on April the 21st, I'd say, no way. Do you know what I mean? Where's the vodka? But it, it, it's just a mad, a mad turnaround of life. And there's no, like I say, there's no way someone can tell me that my mom's not looking down on me. No way. Because she's 100% is because that's what I believe. And mm. there's just too many things happened in sobriety that's just too coincidental. That, do you know what I mean? Could we talk a bit that more about your sobriety? Because obviously the, 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 uh, the, the title of this episode is, you know, My Sober Journey. And, you know, firstly, congratulations on the 19 months. That's epic. If we had sound effects, we'd do like confetti falling and <laughs> claxons and stuff. So that's, that's awesome. Um, you mentioned about when you went into rehab and, you know, what were the biggest struggles when you first went in there? I mean, obviously, even before you went through the door, you were struggling because, you know, you wanted to go off and, and get a bottle and, and so on. But what were your biggest struggles when you were in rehab and how did you overcome them? Um, the struggle, my main struggle was um, being sort of confined to a, to a dedicated program that was going to help me. And I really struggled with that. It was really bizarre. Even though you wanted um, to. And it was, it was something that, that I got to really with, you know, I got through and I was helped through. Um, I struggled with the 12 step thing, um, which is an AA. Uh, you know, when I walked into that rehab, I thought they were just going to get me off the drink. You know, I didn't mm. think that they were going to tell me how to handle my life. Do you know what I mean? Um, and I struggled with that, you know, the whole 12 stepping. And I still do. I still struggle with it. And I'm not ashamed to say that I don't. Um, because I do. Um, because it's a lot of work. And, and I'm not afraid of hard work. But there's so many, there's so many different aspects to AA that you can dip into. Um and, and sobriety that you can dip into. There's there's podcasts. Hey, 
Um, <laughs> there's there's um, books. There's people. There's famous people. You can, you know, you you, you do your bit, do your research, which like I did. First thing I did when I came out of rehab. Which famous actors are alcoholics? <laughs> <laughs> Just because I wanted to see what you know to compare myself. But again, the whole thing about being sober and being comfortable in your own skin um is you know not comparing yourself to others there's no there's no us and them um you know and it's all that kind of all that kind of thing really but there was nothing I couldn't there was nothing that I struggled with you know massively I lapped it up I lapped it up when I was in there I was in these sessions with my notebook and I was writing stuff down and I was you know I'd read it all again on the night um and I thought, you know, I've got two weeks of this, Rob. It's two weeks is nothing out of a lifetime. And um, it, that's sort of where I had to sort of, I, I knew what I had to do to get sober. I've got a couple of couple of questions sort of around rehab and AA. I mean, is, is rehab, you know, cold turkey? Is it just completely coming off of everything? And do you think if you hadn't have gone to rehab and you'd just gone to AA, do you think you could have managed as well? Or do you think you needed that break of, I need two weeks of being clean and sober and almost starting afresh? Great questions. And I've got the answers for them. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> so the, the first one, um, you know, is a detox. It's, it's not completely, it is co- completely coming off the alcohol. Um, uh, you know, and there was drug addicts in there with me as well. So, you know, addiction's addiction. Um, some people are addicted to food, sex, drink, drugs. It doesn't matter what it is. You know, it's all it's all the same. Um, so, the, you know, the, there were, we'd, we'd, we'd be given sort of a, a, a course of medication, basically, you know, diazepam to sort of calm your nerves and stuff, some higher than others. Um, but I remember what I had, I was breathalyzed when I went in there, um, just to sort of, you know, check, check how sober I was. And I was, I was over the limit. I hadn't drank since the, the, the afternoon before. That's how much I was drinking. Wow. I was, I was way over the limit. Um, but, and, and he said to me, have you had a drink this morning? And, um, I said, no. And he said, are you sure? And I said, no. And he showed me and I was just gobsmacked and I hadn't, I hadn't had it. It was the first, the first truth I'd told in months, you know, and, um, and in answer to your second question, I did try AA first. I, I, I went in 2018 um, when I knew that this was getting bad and the secrecy is, uh, but this is how manipulative I was. I convinced Jen that AA had turned me away and told me that I didn't need to go anymore because I'd done enough. And that's never the case. No, no one would ever tell you that you've done enough because you can't do enough, you know? And um, that's how, that's, that's where the drink took me. You know, I'd go, I'd come out of an AA meeting, I'd have a bottle of vodka in my glove box and I'd neck that and go home. She wouldn't question my sobriety when I walked through the door because I'd been at an AA meeting, you know what I mean? Um, and it went on from there and I slowly dropped that off and I slowly reintroduced the drink. I think I can do once a week now, you know, um, but you're off again. 
Do you know what I mean? You're off again. As soon as you start drinking again, you're off again. I know now, and I can put my hands on the table and say, if I had a, if I had a quarter of a pint of beer, I'd be, I'd, I'd be lost again. Within within a month, I'd be gone. You know, because you get that feeling of, oh, this is floaty. This is nice. You know. This isn't me again. My head's, you know, do you know what I mean? But I wouldn't dare do it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that risk because I know a, teens, a teaspoon of it would set me off. Do you know what I mean? That, that concept of, I mean, I'm I, I never, never having um, suffered with an addiction. I, I, I genuinely ask this with the biggest amount of compassion. You know, you're doing this one day at a time. If you try and look at it in the bigger picture, does it does it feel massively overwhelming? I'd drink on it. Yeah, I'd. I'd someone said, someone once said to me, um, "Don't think of it as not drinking for the rest of the rest of your life. You, you're just not drinking for today." And that stuck with me. That has. Um, uh, you know, and, and we talk about trigger points and and things like that. That is a big one for me. Um, the 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 fear of the unknown of you know what's coming. I don't know what's around the corner. Do you know what I mean? There could be disaster on the cards in six months' time. So I can't say that. You know, I can't say to you today that at that point, you know, I will not. I would not hit the bottle again. But I've got everything in place not to do it. Do you know what I mean? That my mindset is right. Um. I'm doing all the right things daily. I'm speaking to the right people. I'm talking to the right circles. I'm in the right circles. There's a, you know, there's a, a saying that's, that's that's often used. You know, you you hang around the barbers sooner or later. You're going to get your hair cut. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I don't mix with that thing. And all my mates are going out drinking. I don't go out if there's a wedding and I'm feeling a bit. Oh God, I don't know about this. I won't go. Because my sobriety has to come first, and that's the that's the harsh reality of it. If it doesn't, I'll it, it, you know it will take off again. If I don't put my sobriety first and my journey first, and that comes before anything, do you know what I mean? It before, mm. but before my kids, before my wife, before my family, my extended family, my work, my job. If there's something, if someone said to me, Rob, here's a, a new contract, but you've got to come out on the lash. No, do you know what I mean? It's not, it's, it's, it's never going to happen because I can't put anything, I can't jeopardise it because I know what's there. And I have to think about those times of, of chaos and how I felt. And sometimes you do have to, you do have to remember back. So things like this, talking about it, just puts you back. So if I wasn't fresh to the, you know, to talking about it, I'd be a bit, you know, sceptical as to sort of how we go about doing this. But me talking to you, I'll go away from this today and think another day in the bag. Do you know what I mean? I've spoken. I'm doing good. I'm I'm, I'm helping people. I don't know who's listening, but it's a it's a it's it's that comforting feeling that I'm doing something good, not just for me. And I've never done I've never done any of this stuff for me in terms of you know speaking out. I do it for other people. Um, but I do put my own sober journey first. That's a, that's just a given. I think that's just hugely, yeah, I mean, it's admirable for a start, 
but you know laying yourself there being so vulnerable that I I feel so much strength from you coming from mm. from putting yourself in that position like you said if it's helping others that's that's borderline heroic you know what I mean that's 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 just incredible but one of the things in relation to what you were saying about you know your sober journey comes first have you had any um kind of challenges or disrespect pointed towards your sobriety at all um you do face challenges you face challenges every day you know i'm in with friends and stuff there's a lot of um there's all my old mates who we used to go drinking with i tried to, you know I, I have reconnected with them um but there's a little bit of lack the lack of appreciation for what i what i'm going through and what i've been through you know they'll still post pint, pictures of pints on the group and stuff and it's almost like ah oh, do you know what i mean it's it, and i have to put myself in their position they haven't been through they haven't been through what i've been through they don't get it and i know if i said lads can you not do that you, you know there'd be a bit of a laugh and a joke and and um about it and stuff which is why I don't. And the first six months, you know, I could, I wouldn't have been able to be in that sort of scenario. I mean, that's it's 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 one of those. I mean, I could leave the group, but it's it's nice to keep in contact with people, um, you know. And it, it that's that's just that a, a bit of a petty side of it, really. But in terms of disrespect, what I do find disrespectful is when people tell you that they've stopped drinking, um, and you, you're having a conversation and uh, and and they say, oh yeah, oh yeah, I gave up the drink as well. You know, easy in it. It's that kind of um, it's that kind of mentality that really grind grinds my gears. Um, especially if they know my situation. You know, you know, I've had people, friends, you know, come up to me in, in supermarkets. Oh, you're not you're not drinking anymore, are you? Sort of thing. Um, I was no, no, I've, uh, I've knocked it on the head. But yeah, I've uh, I've given up drinking as well, and um, and they give you lip service. It's a funny, it's a, it's weird unless you're in it. It's difficult to explain. And then you'll see a photo on Facebook two weeks later of them with like a line of whiskey or Jaeger shots, and it's you just it's just laughable. And I've I've spoke to Jen about it before, and I, I've stopped people in the past, and I said I don't need your sympathy or lip service, please. You know, I don't, I know you. I know you, you're okay with drink, you know, every, a lot of people are, a lot of people, you know, not everyone's an alcoholic who drinks, do you know what I mean? Um, but it goes back to that, you know, that that half a bottle of wine, one. that was always a test for me. And you put it back and you have a cup of tea. I never could. Um, even when I was 18, I couldn't do that. So it was always in me, I think. I've got a million questions and I'm sorry, I'm firing them left, right and centre. But... Um... <laughs> There was something in the in our pre-chat breaking that fourth wall that yes, we do meet our guests before we come on and, and record. <laughs> the magic happens beforehand. <laughs> and and we should say that we both all three of us cried like girls. All of us. We did. We yeah, did. yeah. Which is yeah, nothing, yeah. there's nothing wrong with crying like a girl. Absolutely just saying, not. Katie. Absolutely not. No, I'm just sobbing. We cried like men. We cried like men. We did. Like we Vikings. cried like men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um and we, you mentioned about almost having this spider that spider sense like that tingly sense that you look at someone and you you just know yeah that, that you know that there's either an alcoholism or that there's something can you 
yeah. yeah can you tell us a bit more about that it's a difficult one to explain um but over time i can always tell by you know if i look in someone's eyes i know that you know they're sad alcohol has, hasn't always got to be the symptom of the illness you know it could be a drug addiction it could be anything you know gambling gambling's a huge one you know i used to gamble when i was drunk like an absolute nightmare because i had no inhibitions i didn't care do you know what i mean i'd wake up in the morning and i've spent thousands of pounds on on roulette online and it's just like mental and that's an that's that's a symptom of of, of my you know alcoholism um but there is a there's an element of of telling um and I can't explain it. It's 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 a weird sort of just the way people carry themselves or you know, especially if they know I've stopped, I can tell, you know, when people are sheepish around me or um if we're in a social situation they hang back, I'm thinking, oh yeah, there's a there's a conversation coming here. And it nine times out of ten it happens, whether that be at that time or you know, a text or a phone call, you know, can you tell me more about, you know, how did you stop? And that's always the one, how did you stop? You know what I mean? Um, that's the, that's the million dollar question. When anyone asks me, how do I stop? How did I stop? I know that there's a bit of fishing going on. Um, and I'll tell them straight out, you know, I'll tell them that I had to go to rehab. Um, and, I was a functioning alcoholic for at least five years. So it wasn't an overnight thing. Do you know what I mean? Five years is a long time to be throwing bottles of vodka down your neck. Do you know what I mean? I had the, I had a check. I went to the, the hospital um, after I came out of rehab. Luckily, no damage was done. But the doctor did say to me, another six months, Rob, you'd have been, you know, God knows where you'd have been. Do you know what I mean? It, pickled liver and all sorts of stuff. But these are the people that I've met and have come back from that depth, do you know what I mean, in AA and um, in sobriety. And I talk about AA like it's the oracle. It, You know, it's great. AA is great. There's a few fools in there who who think that they can sort of get by with, you know, doing the minimum and or, you know, haven't left that ego behind, do you know what I mean, um, which is the that, – that's a, that's a tough one. To, to, to swallow when you when you go into somewhere great that you think this is getting me sober and you come out feeling worse than when you went in because you've been surrounded by egotistical maniacs who aren't sober they're still sick and they're still but they're there because they think they can you know they need to be there which they do need to be there I'm not you know but it just it just brings you down but perhaps that's why I've stepped back from it you know the last month or so you know thinking about it just how just how people are, but I'm still in contact with everybody. There was some celebrations today on the on one of the WhatsApp groups, and it's you know I'll talk about you know, texting and WhatsApp. It's a great way to keep in contact with people. There's um one of the guys who I was in rehab with passed away in November, um because he went back out drinking, and that again is a it's 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 a big eye opener. Do you know what I mean? It's a wow sort of thing this is serious we're gonna you need to stay off the drink you know what I mean because he was a an amazing person he's a bit older than me but um but yeah it's it, it was sad I'm still in contact with a lot of the guys there as well um so some of the people who who 
to because I went back and did, did a talk on my six month anniversary um, for the people who were in there. And I felt like a fraud. And John said to me, no, you, you know, just do what you tell them what you've been doing. They need to hear it. They need to hear that there is success. And I'll never forget when I was in there. Um, it, John said to me, Rob, stick with the winners. Just stick with the winners. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, 10 people in that room, none of them will go out drinking again. Make sure you're not that one. Make sure you're, make sure you're not in that nine. And that makes that fills me up as well because I remember it. I remember him saying to me, and I just thought this guy's got so much belief in my sobriety. I need to put that amount of belief into it as well. Um, and that fact of nine out of ten is true because they've all drank again. But eight out of ten, because one of the girls is still sober, we'll speak to. But that's mental. That's a mental, mental statistic, isn't it? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Mm. You pay pay money for these places to go in and, and get sober. And eight, eight out of ten people aren't going to make it or, you know, two of them are going to die out of it. Yeah, and it's, it's just crazy statistics. Some of them never find it. Some of them, some people never find the AA rooms, which is why I do these things, because um, it, it's to explain, you know, my journey, how not to do it, how to do it. Um because, you know, I'm not perfect. I've made some mistakes. I still do, you know, all the time. And um, it got to a point, you know, in in AI with, you know, with, with my sponsor and stuff, we've sort of not spoken for a few weeks because I don't really know sort of how to approach it, really. Um, but, you know, I'll speak about how I messed up the first time in AI. My God, do I wish I could go back there and do that again. Do you know what I mean? Wind that clock back and listen. Take that cotton wool out my mouth and shove it in, no, out my ears and shove it in my mouth. The wrong way around. <laughs> <laughs> Take the cotton wool out my ears and shove it in my mouth. Because I didn't listen and I thought I was knew everything. Do you know what I mean? I think um, this is going to be a really weird question and I'm going to try and work out how I say it because obviously you've changed so much, you know, in the fact that, you know, physically you, you know, you're now a PT, you're training a lot of the time, you're doing a lot of stuff for your body. You're also working really hard uh, on your mental status as well. You know, working every day, like you say, talking to this higher power, you know, making sure you're running through the steps. How, how do you feel this as a, an entire experience has changed you from the person that you were forgetting, you know, the fact that you've given up the alcohol, has it changed you as a person? Massively. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, that, I'm not the same person at all. That I was, I mean, you knew me from, from years ago, Katie. So, um, and I wasn't an alcoholic then, or at least I didn't think I was, you know, and I was always the fun. Um, you know, I'd love to laugh. I still do, you know, and it, that hasn't changed. And that's another important point to make. You know, it isn't boring. Sobriety is not boring. And people think, how can you live a life without drink? I'll tell you how you can live a life without drink. You surround yourself with people that you love and you do things that you that you want to experience. You know, I was away with the kids last week and the wife in Wales and it was 
fantastic. That used to be my drinking hole. I'd put myself into an absolute stupor for the whole week. Um, and it was, you know, horrific memories um, of going there. Um, but in terms of how it's changed me, it, you know, all good. It's all good stuff. There's nothing. I've left nothing behind. You know what I mean? I've taken Rob from old. I've packaged up all the good stuff. And I've kicked all the shit out. And I've brought it all across with me, across that line. And the, 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 the one thing that's changed in me is um, just, how, just, to pre just how much I appreciate things. And I appreciate time. And, and, and little things like, you know, if there's, a good, if there's a good series on the TV, you know, I'm looking forward to that in the evening. People might think it's boring, but it's, it's just appreciating those little, those little things of, you know, and kindness as well. I'm, I'm, I'm a lot kinder and I've got a lot more time. And as mental as it sounds and as busy as I am, I've got so much time to, to do stuff. And the reason is because I can get up at the crack of dawn. I'm up at half past five every day. Um, fresh as a daisy. There's no hangover. There's no fear of the Monday morning blues. That doesn't happen. I was away last week, like I say. I couldn't wait to get back in the hot seat on Tuesday and get back to work. I mean, that's just mental. Do you know what I mean? And that's how, that's how my mentality's changed. My mentality's changed. I mean, you talk about PT stuff. I'm still trying to lose weight myself. <laughs> One thing I did is eat like a trooper for the last 19 months. But uh, I have got water today, so I'm uh, <laughs> back on track. But it's... um. But again, it's that knowledge, isn't it? You know, I know how I can do. It. I know how. I know how to do things right and and uh, and go down that the right path and choosing the right choosing the right thing in the right moments. I think is another another key. You know, making the right decisions because the amount of times I made the wrong decision or I was I was put into situations which were harmful to me and others. Um, it just doesn't happen anymore. It's just I'm just a, a a new a new a new a new old me. It's weird. It's like I've stepped back in time, but I've I've, I've got just so much time. Like I say, it's uh, it's it's mental. And you know, if I if you know working late, if I have to do that, I'll try not to because I've got a young family. You know what I mean? It's um, but it it does happen and um. But again, that's a time thing. I know that I'll get that time back because I, it won't be wasted. I won't be down the pub at any point over the weekend. I won't be out with, you know, till 3, 4 a.m. Or not come home sometimes, I might add. You know, and it, it sort of goes from there, really. I'm waffling at that question anyway. No, not at all. It's, it's, a, <laughs> it's a great segue into what I was going to ask, actually, because you you just said, you know, there is the old you and you've taken bits and now you're you're kind of... Bob Mark too. it's kind of, you know, you've learned a lot from it, but the person you are now is just, you know, you would never have dreamed that you would be who you are with the knowledge, wisdom and who yeah. you are. And I wondered, you know, if, if there was someone out there who may have issues with alcohol, what advice would you give them? Get honest, get honest with yourself. 
Um, because again, that is a that's a honesty is a, is is the big part. To, it, it plays a big part in the in a sober journey, you know. And people don't judge, you know. You you live in fear of people judging you and and um, and 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 not accepting you for you know. I, I was worried sick that my friends wouldn't you know want to speak to me anymore because I didn't drink. But it wasn't the case. They, you know, we've been out. We've had sober nights. We go for curries. They've accommodated me. Do you know what I mean? They've accommodated my. And these are the same guys that put the photos of pints on the thing. But it's just, I know that it's just a. That's their life. I, I'm in that group. I can't dictate what goes on. Do you know what I mean? Um. But but yeah, it's it, it's 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 a funny one. I've sort of. Honesty's honesty's a big one. Cause I was a liar in the end and that wasn't me at all. You know, I'd lie about anything. I'd lie, I'd lie about how many times I'd tie my laces, you know, and, and it's that kind of, no, I've only tied it once. Do you know what I mean? No, you've tied it twice. No, I haven't. And it's, it's that kind of stubbornness. Um, But my one advice, my one piece of advice would be to, to just get honest with yourself more than anything. I've got a problem. I need to reach out. Um, And you know, if you've got a problem, Believe me, do you know what I mean? It's uh, if you're questioning whether you've got a problem with alcohol, you've got a problem with alcohol. Bottom line, end off. So you at that point, you sort of need to start to to reach out, and you know, AA is a great place to start. You know, and they're so lovely. Um, the people there are, especially in the Midlands where I'm from, have got a group. There's a great hub. There's a meeting, two, three meetings every day. Um, the Zoom, there's you know, there's 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 WhatsApp groups you can join. Harping on about WhatsApp groups, almost like I got shares in the bloody thing. You're sponsored <laughs> by WhatsApp today. I've <laughs> <laughs> mentioned it about forty nine times. <laughs> quick ad break. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's um, yeah, quick ad break. WhatsApp. <laughs> you can't just make stuff up. There's so much. There's so much information. Just you know, YouTube videos and things like that. Hearing people's journeys. You know, Russell Brand is a great podcast. He's you know been sober a while. There's people that you, Anthony Hopkins is 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 sober. He's been sober for many years, um, and they're living amazing lives. Do you know what I mean? And it's just like if they can do it. I remember listening to the radio and Jim White was talking on Talksport, and he's been sober for many years. And he, he, he was celebrating his 18th year. And I remember thinking, I wish, oh, I wish that was me. You know, and this was before all this kicked off. I wish I could put the drink down. This before I started drinking, really. Um, so it was in me to stop then. You know, if I'd have just listened to that guy on the right hand shoulder instead of come on, come on, Bobby, down the left hand shoulder, it's, it's a it's a I'd have saved myself a lot of heartache. <laughs> but it's a, that's the journey I've had to be on. Do you know what I mean? That is my journey. Everyone's everyone's journeys are different, and an acceptance is another big thing as well. Accept the fact that you know you're not alone, and uh, you you can you can you can get through it. You know, there's people at death's door that have come back and lived healthy, amazing lives. A life beyond their wildest wildest dreams is 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 another saying. You know. And it's true. And like I said to you before, this stuff I've done in sobriety has just been, and that was only a handful which I reeled off before, you know. And and and, and again, just to reiterate, it wasn't a, 
and it never is a look what look at me look at me because that's not the way I think you know it's a look what can be done do you know what I mean look what we can do if you you know if you're struggling just text me give me a ring you know pick up a pick up the phone instead of a drink that's a, a great saying do you know what I mean pick up the phone instead of a drink so simple but it's it's like it saved my bacon numerous times you know what I mean it's like oh, I'm having a shit day so it's all getting on top of me I'm gonna ring so and so he'll understand what I'm going through come off the phone 10 minutes later laughing your ass off don't know what I was bothered about do you know what I mean and it's it's that kind of mentality and it's that mental shift in 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 our in our psyche that that you've got to sort of get your head round because it's a deep alcoholism is deep it's not just a case of putting the drink down it's a, it's an inside job do you know what i mean you have to you have to retrain your 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 way of thinking break these old habits and um start to think clearer um it's, it's easier said than done it takes time do you know what I mean? I still have days where I wake up and I think, oh my God, um, I've got this and that to do today. Um, but then you step back and you say, you take a breath and you say, you know, it'll pass, this will pass. 10 minutes later, right, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that. Boom, let's go. And it's it's men it's weird, it's weird. I can't, you know, I'm not like a a guru of meditation and, and and preaching and stuff. But I do try and practice what I can because it helps. Do you know what I mean? I was told to do it, so I do it. And it's um, sort of that way, really. I suppose it segues, Vicky's uh, question segues nicely into sort of my final question because I know you're quite a busy guy with everything that you've got on. Um, but I suppose you mentioned it's kind of twofold really because you mentioned about how you the person with the problem has to be the one that's ready to put the bottle down but you also talked a lot about Jen's support for you what advice would you give to someone who is who has someone in their life that has a problem um and and you've obviously said in that last section who they will be aware of it but who may not want to accept that they're aware of it you know what what would you say to someone trying to support someone going through this journey it's it's you know again listen listen to um listen to the the pain and the and the suffering that's sort of going on and it's it's hard um and I'll, I'll think back to when you know me and Jen were going through it and how much she stuck by me you know People would have left, you know, I, I don't think I'd have put up with what I put her through if it was the other way around. Do you know what I mean? I'd have been like, pack your bag sort of thing, but she stuck there. Um, but the, the there are things that people can, <coughs> family members can do, friends can do. There's an Al-Anon, which is a, you know, for the, um, it's an AA version of the friends, the friends of, do you know what I mean? Friends of the alcoholics, etc. Um, but it, the one thing that I'd, I would say don't do is just be aggressively harsh do you know what I mean in terms of I'm taking your wallet I'm taking your car keys because it doesn't work and it never worked with me either you know what I mean I had a tracker on my phone what did I do I used to leave my phone at home then I'd go walking without that on do you know what I mean I'd go and find drinks without 
So that that sort of um, that sort of action isn't uh, it isn't warranted, really. I don't think. But it's again, it's t- it's a talking one. Just talk. That's all. That's all that people can do. And if that's as a group or as as a one on one, talk to people who've been there as well. You know, who've been through it. I can't speak from that point of view because I I wasn't on that side of the fence. Do you know what I mean? It's difficult for me to say what advice mm. can a family member do. I can only give advice from what I was seeing and what I received, and it was harsh sometimes. Um, but yeah, that's really helpful because I think, like you said, opening that safe dialogue of "I'm listening" can just make a difference. And you know, like you said, lifting a drink or lifting the phone. Um, so even just knowing what helped you and what didn't, I think that's going to give people a whole whole load of ideas of how they can broach the subject with someone that they want to support. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the simplicity of it. It's an overcom. It's a complicated disease, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and we're complicated people. But you've just got to simplify it as much as you can. And it, mm-hmm. I know that's hard, and it's, it's it's easy for me to say. But if someone gave me that advice, I'd, I'd you know. I'd have listened, I think. Mm. Everyone's different, right? No, it's it's absolutely invaluable. And at the end of each episode, we offer our guests the opportunity for a final sip. Now, this is any final words you would like to... Whoa! Out of the field! Um, (laughs) You've not listened to these before, have you, Bob? (laughs) (laughs) Got you out, got you out. Busted. Um, So, yeah, it's the final sip, which um, it's final thoughts, final words. So the floor is yours if you'd like to just share any anything final on your mind, any advice, anything you'd like to share with our audience. No, thank you. First of all, thank you for, um, for, for sort of having me on. Um, because this helps me as much as it helps anybody else, you know, talking. And even if people do reach out to me via whatever means necessary, um, that helps me and it helps them as well. Uh, but final thoughts, you know, it's it's been a, an amazing journey for me so far. Um, and I say so far because it's just the beginning. Um, 19 months in a lifetime is nothing. Do you know what I mean? And, it's um, everything, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 one of those sort of it's one of those situations where you know this one day at a time thing. Before you know it, you've got two days together. Before you know it, you've got a week, a month. But going through that, um, going through what I've been through, and to be able to say that I'm 19 months sober tomorrow is 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 is, is a miracle. It's a miracle. And I'll just say that, you know, miracles, they do happen. And I'm um, I'm living proof. I'm living proof of it because I wouldn't I wouldn't be sat here today if I hadn't have um, with the help of my family, my wife. um, I wouldn't be sat here today um, without that without that guidance and the want to do it as well um, and, and, and live again. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. I've, been, I've been dead for a long, long time. So now's the now's the time to shine. You know what I mean? So, yeah, again, thank you very much for having me on. No, no thank, thank you. you. Oh, after you, Katie. Honestly, I'm well enough again. Um, but no, thank you. And, you know, to say 19 months is nothing, 19 months is everything. And, mm. you know, you're 
strength to tell your story, not only to help yourself, but to help others is just is so inspiring. Um, if you're happy for us too, what I will do is add on to the uh, blog post that we put up for it on the website, the links for New Leaf um, AA and also your contact details if you're happy for us to do that if anyone wants to yeah please do yeah I'll be very happy for you to um but yeah definitely make sure you put new leaf on there because without them I wouldn't be sat here today I don't think well thank you Bob I yeah can't. we can't thank you enough yep. I'm gonna go and cry in a dark room now right <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, so yeah. Sorry, before our meet, before our podcast, we always put a little bit of a structure to it. And it said Vicky to close, but I think myself and Katie have just been so overwhelmed by this conversation that it's yeah, it's a difficult one to close because I just wanted to carry on. But thank you so much, Bob, for everything as we said, and yeah, many happy celebrations tomorrow. and yeah thanks again and we hope all our listeners will come back for the next episode and thank you so much for listening absolutely thanks everyone we'll catch up with you soon bye bye